Evelyn and Bobby's women-led intimates company creates beautiful, purposeful products to make women's lives better. They've created the best underwear ever, combining unique softness with smooth, flat seams that offer a fit so comfortable, you'll forget you're even wearing them. Evelyn and Bobby comes in three silhouettes and one size that fits many with four-way stretch that moves with you. Visit EvelynBobby.com and use code PYHT to get a free pair of Dickers with any purchase. That's a $28 value only when you use the code PYHT at EvelynBobby.com. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out. That's right. Thank you all for coming out and uh, missing baseball. I know you're all really bummed about missing baseball right now. Keep it going for all the comics. They can hear you backstage. We have a great show. As usual, there's baseball happening tonight. The Cubs are playing the Rockies for the wild card game. Great. Three people are excited about that. Um, I'm obviously wearing a baseball jersey. Obviously. What if you thought this was a football jersey? I'd be proud of you, honestly. Be like, I love you. I think you're great. Uh, my baseball team finished first at the end of the season, so I'm really excited about that. I love how everybody's like, and we're clapping again. All right, okay. This is really just show and tell for me at this point. I wrote an essay, and I'm going to read it. <laughs> I have some vis-a-vis... Do you remember those things? I don't even remember what they're called with that lamp and then it, I'm very old. I think you had to light it with an, a match and then you held up paper that was soaked in oil so it would be translucent. <laughs> and you had to coal mine to heat the school. Anyway, my baseball team came in first. That's pretty great. I'm excited about it. We are the Biscuits. We are named after somebody's cat. <laughs> I wanted to call us the Bottle Rockets. Everybody was on board. And then my friend Alice was like, no biscuits after my cat. And that's what happened. And then we paid $1,200 for jerseys. Cool, got it, great. Uh, she's powerful, she is. She's a very powerful person. She gets what she wants. And she's in Vancouver. She's not even here. It's perfect. I haven't even met the cat. That's what my... What we had a party. Well, party. There were five of us there. We were hanging out after the game, and we uh, there was like a fire pit, and we were putting all the broken bats from the season on it. So fucking cool, isn't it? Anyway. And I just hear from the other corner, my friend Phil, the pitcher, he goes, I haven't even met the cat! <laughs> Which was just very funny. Obviously, that's why I told it to you. Um, I didn't play very well in this last game because I took a red eye from Cleveland so that I could make it back in time for my recreational baseball game. My priorities are totally in line. I flew into Cleveland on Friday to go work in Akron, Ohio, which is where I'm from. I hosted a film festival. I did that on Saturday afternoon. I went to my favorite restaurant in Akron twice. That's basically the only food I ate. It's a restaurant called Luigi's. They serve Italian food, which is mostly pizza and Chef Boyardee pasta. But they're like, 
main thing you have to get a salad when you go there now you live in los angeles so when you hear salad you think kale pita croutons or something all this like fancy organic shit maybe you just think of the color green all those things are wrong all those things are wrong when you get a salad at Luigi's in Akron, Ohio, it comes in one of those like uh, wooden bowls that looks like the floor at the uh, Boston uh, basketball arena. What the fuck is that place called? Garden? I don't know. Anyway, I'm tired. I took a red eye. It, it comes in a bowl that looks like that. It's old iceberg lettuce. Like, I know it's old. And I still buy it. A tomato wedge. Thin slices of radish. Black, whoa, black olives, and then a half a pound of shredded cheese. I don't even know what kind of cheese. Is it mozzarella? Sure. And then the dressing, which they bottle and sell. They put their own label on it, Luigi's salad dressing, is something that's called whirl. It's butter and vegetable oil. And it comes in, like, the same plastic container you buy, like, antifreeze in. Like, that's the shape of it. Because in, in every room, there's three separate rooms in the restaurant, right? And so there's this little seating section, totally, totally walled off. Main room, seating section, totally walled off. The main one was the smoking section back in the day. So if you didn't want to smoke, you had to stand and wait in the smoking section to go into the non-smoking section, which had a door, but we all know that smoke does not enter through doors. (laughs) But in each of those sections, you can see into the kitchen, like openly, and you can just see the walls lined with this like (laughs) antifreeze salad dressing, and we're all like, it's delicious. (laughs) When you're done eating... The, uh, the Italy placemat that they give you, that's just a piece of paper with a boot on it, basically, <laughs> is translucent, like I was saying. You can hold it up in front of a lamp. And it... So that's what I ate. I came home, was immediately sick. It was like all, just all carbohydrates, pretty much. They give, you a, <laughs> they give you a basket of bread, and it's straight up just a loaf of bread. <laughs> Like, they take a loaf of bread out of, ba- out of a bag, heat it up, and give it to you, and they're like, do you want more bread? And everyone's like, absolutely. <laughs> I saw a woman taking a, a, ba- a, a waitress taking a basket of bread to a table. It was overflowing. I'm not even kidding. It was this big. It was like a jiffy pop of bread. <laughs> so it was in Akron over the weekend. Then I flew back from Cleveland, 6.44 in the morning, and then at 1.30 p.m., PST, I was out there on the field going, why the fuck did I do this to myself? (laughs) I am 36 years old. I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to keep doing it. And it was wonderful. We came in first place. Thank you. So we have a bye week. There's a wild card game between the visitors and the date palms. This Sunday, under the lights in Burbank. It's going to be wonderful. This is ridiculous. We're adults. This is all we have. (laughs) I was just on a slack with the people in my baseball league watching the wild card game with them. Look, hey, this is just what's happening. And then after that, we have a three-game series, which will be played on three consecutive Sundays in Burbank, under the lights. We have the home field advantage. Go Baskets! Okay. I haven't even met the cat! (laughs) Um, I will tell you this fun story, and then we're going to have some uh, 
other comedians. I almost said we're gonna have some comedians come up here and like, I don't need to shit on myself that hard. <laughs> what am I wearing, a velvet hat and hitting on myself? I don't, that was a terrible <laughs> reference. <laughs> Matt liked that. I was gonna say, who am I, mystery? And no one would know what that is, but the velvet hat, that worked, okay. <laughs> so last night, I asked a friend to go see a movie. I went to see uh, A Simple Favor. You should go see that. <laughs> Did A Simple Favor murder your family? <laughs> I don't know. It's a small movie, and it was. I enjoyed seeing it in the theater, but I went to a small... We went to a small three-theater... Theater? Three-screen theater. Jesus Christ, whatever. Red-eye. Biscuits. I haven't even met the cat. <laughs> And the movie was at seven. And I am like, I am a person who likes to get to movies early. I'm also just a person that likes to get to things early. I, 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 I like that. Because then I can be like, I'm early. And just be waiting outside doing nothing. As opposed to being like, I'm late all the time. <laughs> so I'm trying to like remove anxiety from my life. And that is at least one thing that I am in control of. When I leave, I can leave when I want to leave. <laughs> nothing else is in my control. But I can leave. I want to leave. And so I try to get to movies, especially in Los Angeles at a theater where you're not buying the seat and you're not going to the arc light where they give you a speech before every movie and you're buying your seat. You have to get there early because everybody takes a good seat because everybody likes watching movies in Los Angeles. So this theater also has terrible seating. It's just like a shoebox that's wide and you're all, everybody's staring up at the theater like this. It doesn't make any sense how they designed this thing. And so I was... It was 6.35, the movie was at 7, I was way too early. So I was just bumming around and then my friend was like, I'll be there in half an hour at 6.35. And I was like, oh no! <laughs> I started doing the mental math of the movie. I was like, they don't play a lot of trailers in this theater. <laughs> 10 minutes, that's probably fine. All, all the good seats will be gone. I'll just get the tickets. Maybe I can go in there and then I can text her and then I can walk out of the Like just thinking this plan and like literally losing my mind on the street. And then I've been meditating, as you know, if you come to this show or listen to the podcast. And so I was trying to meditate, but my thoughts of, you're going to be late to the movie. Maybe you should just go watch a movie at your house. You could just go do that. Do, do something else. Call an audible. Call an audible. Call an audible. Maybe you should listen to an audible book. Maybe you should listen to an audible book. <laughs> like, just trying to calm myself down. And I just said, like, none of this matters. It was 20 bucks. Who gives a shit? And then I just sat there and was like, oh, right. This literally doesn't matter. It's a movie. I can see it another time. And then I literally watched the sunset. And then she got there at 6.55. <laughs> and we, wow. The moth meme is in here. I like, that is a meme that I totally missed the beginning of. And like, I can't, I didn't DVR it, so I have no fucking idea where it came from. I mean, I'm enjoying it, but I don't understand the genesis of it. Like, I'm gonna need somebody to get, anyway. Like, it just happened out of nowhere. There's just like a giant moth inside of a car, and I'm like, well, this is funny looking, but I don't understand why we're doing it. <laughs> so we go into the movie theater, and I'm like, holy shit, I did it. Huh, it's back. This is gonna be fun. Maybe we should turn off all the lights. What if I then found out that my uniform was glow-in-the-dark? Anyway, that has happened to me many times. <laughs> we 
or I've bought a shirt at like a, I've gone to see a band and I'm like, oh, that shirt looks cool. Then I buy it, then go to a movie and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, oh man, I look like a toddler. <laughs> oh, not as cool as my light up Dick Tracy watch. That would have been funny if I would have got the timing right. Anyway, ironic for a joke about a watch. <laughs> but again, red eye, I was like, Dick Tracy, clock? No, the other word, tiny version, for your hand! Okay. <laughs> so I went into the movie and was just like, holy shit. I can't believe I just made it through this not stressful situation, but situation that I would typically make stressful and was fine with it. And then like sat down, got totally decent seats and was like, oh my God, I could have just been doing this the whole time. Just realizing like, and then going like, you can't change the past. You can only be in the present. Just be in the present. It's fine. Then was like, you know what? I think I feel like getting popcorn. Do you want anything? And she was like, yeah, I'll have some popcorn. So I went, all right, I'll get a medium popcorn and then I'll get a Sprite because I can't drink caffeine after 10 a.m. <laughs> I'm an old lady and an old man at the same time. <laughs> so I go out to the concession stand and this woman is like kind of about to sweep up and is like, damn it. <laughs> and like hesitates for a minute. And in that second that she hesitates and I start to tell her my order, I was like, oh, just a medium popcorn and a Sprite with no ice. Sensitive teeth. Then I noticed there's a woman that's come from the other theater on the other side uh, who has like a very cute pink outfit on. That's irrelevant, but I just wanted to describe the scene. The manager is talking to her and she's holding an open thing of red vines. Tray? I don't know, whatever. Thing of red vines. And I immediately am like, ooh, something's up with this. I can't wait to find out. She's like, yeah, they're like rock hard. I was like, ooh, nasty candy. <laughs> And so he's trying to, he's like a very young guy, young manager. He's trying to figure out, like, he doesn't totally know what to say to the situation. And she's like, yeah, I just want to trade it out. Like, it's not, this is gross. I don't want to eat this. It's not, can I just trade it for something else? And he's like, well, there's going to be a price difference. And she's like, yeah, I'll pay it. I don't care. I just, I don't want it. It's rock hard. Ding, ding, ding. Rock hard. Hitting it on the popcorn machine. Like, she's not being an asshole. She's just literally like, this candy is rock hard. I'm not eating it. And so he's like just harping on this price difference. And then this woman is kind of like caught in a tractor beam between the two of us and like is kind of getting my Sprite and kind of not getting my popcorn. And then there's a man with keys buzzing around me. There's a lot happening and the movie's going to start pretty soon. So then the guy's like, well, that's a 75 cent difference. And she goes, oh, well, my husband has the money in the theater. And he's like, you're going to have to pay the difference. And she was like, I have a... I have a sprained ankle. Is there any way I could just pay you on the way out? And he's like, no, I'm sorry. And then the woman goes, that'll be nine bucks. And I go, I'm paying with cash. I have two fives, nine bucks. You get a dollar. <laughs> I was like, I will pay you that dollar. And she was like, are you serious? And I was like, you bet your ass I'm serious. <laughs> And so she was like, that's awesome. I was like, yes, it is. And so this woman rigging me out. Also, the dude jumped in, in front to get quarters in the middle of me paying. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You're delaying this kindness that I'm giving to this person so you can get quarters for later. What are you playing pinball somewhere? That's cool, though. I do like pinball. It's been really helping me with like my stress and anxiety. So I get that. Anyway, so I get the dollar. I give it to her. She gives it to the dude. They like try to give me the quarter. I'm like, please, please, please. And she's like, do you want some of my candy and I was like oh I couldn't possibly now the candy that she got though was a Kit Kat 
I love Kit Kats. And she saw the hesitation on my face, which was, really? Kit Kats are so good with fresh popcorn. And she was like, you want some, don't you? And I was like, no, 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 no. No, no, I, no, no, no. And she goes, this woman, I shit you not, looks at me and she goes, please, let me break you off a piece of this Kit Kat bar. And then she did. She broke off two pieces for me. And then I grabbed a napkin and I put it inside the napkin. And then I got into the theater, sat down next to my friend. I was like, I have two pieces of Kit Kat. I'm not going to tell you the story right now. And then the movie started. And so I just set the Kit Kat on the armrest and I had this lovely prize. <laughs> Let me break you off a piece of this Kit Kat bar. It was a wonderful moment of humanity. Uh, also, after that woman gave me the Kit Kat bar and then uh, waddled back into the theater, um, the woman ringing me up was like, you are so kind. <laughs> it was literally a dollar. It was 75 cents. Anyways, be kind to each other. Pay for each other's candy discrepancies. Discrepancies? Discrepancies. Discrepancies. Anyways, buy Twizzlers and not Red Vines. Thank you. Red Vines are disgusting. Sorry. Sorry if you like Red Vines. Ooh, I've divided the crowd. I made everyone laugh a lot, and now they're like, how dare you? My grandfather died for Red Vines. <laughs> Great. Well, this was fun. You're, you agree with your silence. I like that. We have a great show. Do you want to get it started? Great. We have a bunch of awesome comics, but guess what? This first one is very awesome. He's a friend of the show. Love it when he stops by. Please give it up for Matt O'Brien. Great bunch, everybody. Get up for the moth on stage. Now he's back there. Cool. Can you believe it? Anytime I'm performing, by the way, and there's like a bug on stage, a small part of me is like, is this bug transporting my shrunken parents? And they're trying to get a hold of me. Like, they knew I'd be here. And they accidentally shrunk both themselves. They're like, please help us! Please, it took us two weeks to train this thing! No one else thinks that when I'm on stage? <laughs> okay. All right, we'll just get right into it, I suppose. I, uh, I hate balloon animals. You guys hate balloon animals? Uh, right? Gross. Balloon animals? Uh, not, mm, mm, mm. not for me, balloon animals. Like, I don't care what shape it is. I don't want to have to carry around a clown's breath. Like, that's all that is. Oh, just because it's shaped like a giraffe, that's fine? No, that's just full of clown breath. That's all that is. That's the worst part of a clown. The breath? The, no one wants the breath. No one's seeking the breath. No one's walking up to a clown being like, can you breathe in this Ziploc bag for me? Just give me the essence. Just give me the clown essence. Like, I was holding a balloon animal the other day. I'm like, if this thing pops in my house, I'm moving out of my house. I don't need clown breath in my vents and seeping into my sheets. I'm throwing out all the open food in case it gets into that hummus. I don't need clown breath in that hummus. Not one bit. Can you believe I wrote a bit about clown breath? That's the whole bit. That's that whole bit. Jesus. 
No, no, no. It's, I don't need that. That's, but I do. But I don't. But I want it. But I don't. But I'm fine. That's fine. Thank you, one person who appreciates writing on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Um, I will say this. I uh, grew up on a farm. Anyone grow up on a farm here? Really? Down in Los Angeles? That's crazy. What kind of farm? Okay, that's vague. <laughs> so you ate people. Okay. <laughs> that's what the people leaders say. They say small one. They don't say any animals. I grew up on a farm. This is how you know someone grew up on a farm. She could probably relate to this as well. Uh, my friends were talking the other day about growing up in cities. And they're like, oh, when I was a kid growing up in a city, I was always afraid I was going to get like mugged or like a pigeon was going to touch me. <laughs> They're like, what did you fear growing up on a farm? I'm like, I feared what all farm people feared, um, UFOs. Because <laughs> if movies have taught us anything, UFOs mess around with farm people first. And they work their way to the city, right? Every UFO movie, some kid in his oshkosh bagosh in a cornfield. That's the beginning. That's the just like, oh, Pa, where are you? Right, just out there, never seeing Pa. Pa's gone. You never see some UFO movie start out in some guy in a studio apartment getting sucked out of the bars in his window. Just like, oh, thank you. Thanks for this. He doesn't care where he goes. Also, pickup trucks are very different when you live in cities, too. Like, on, in farm towns, like, everyone drives a pickup truck, right? But in cities, like, they look like official city vehicles. When you see, like, like I was in New York in, in Central Park, and some guy drove a pickup truck through the park. Just, just ripped through the park. No one even batted an eye. People were just like, yeah, he's probably fixing the bushes or something. That's a pickup truck. He's busy in the city. Like, I'm at the point, if I'm in New York and a pickup truck pulled up to me at any point and asked me to get in the back, I'd be like, the mayor needs me? Okay. I'll see you guys at City Hall. Just laying there. Off I go. I'm very trusting in cities, too. That's a problem I have. I'm a very trusting person. Like, um, living on a farm... Um, Oh, I'll say this first. I, didn't, I grew up on a goat farm, by the way. That's my parents from the farm. Right when I said goat farm, are you fucking serious? They were like, yes, we know. We know. And we did an experiment and it didn't work. Now the goats are big and we are small. That was going right for my forehead. Uh, <laughs> I, I grew up on a goat farm. Um, first of all, have you ever hung out with a goat? You're not having a bad time. Like, it's impossible to have a bad time being around a goat. They're the stupidest. There's three things that are hilarious about a goat. First of all, they shit perfect pellets. Perfect. Just spheres. Like, a goat will shit, and it's like, I dare you to flick that at your friend. Like, you could easily just, just no problem. Also, they have rectangular pupils. I don't know if you've looked a goat in the eyes, but they're very, like, you don't know what they're looking at. They're looking at a whole room. They're doing panoramic scans of your whole life. Also, the best part about a goat that we all know is that they scream like a person being murdered. That's just in the design of that animal for some reason. Like a goat goes out in the middle of a field and its first line of business is just, And in the goat's head, it's like, it's beautiful outside. What a beautiful day to be a goat. I'll say this, I, uh, I, I was very trusting living in cities. Like when I first moved to Los Angeles here, I was very trusting of people because when you're a farm person, you're just like, oh, everyone's friends. No, it's not, no one's friends here. 
And this is what happened. When I moved to this neighborhood here in L.A., uh, right around the corner from my place, uh, a, there's like a gourmet cupcake place opened. You guys know what I'm talking about, gourmet cupcakes. They have like four flavors, very gourmet, right? And when they sell out, the whole store just closes down for a week. <laughs> very gourmet. Just to keep you guessing. And I went in there. I saw it around the corner. I was like, I'll stop in. Right? It's opening day, right? See these cupcakes. As I stop in, this guy's looking at the shelves, and he looks at me. He goes, he goes hey, 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 can I tell you something? And I'm like, okay, very trusting, right? He leans in close and he goes, no one knows this, but uh, they have a secret deal here. And what it is, is if you go up to that guy behind the counter on a Monday morning, like before 11, and he goes, if you whisper a cupcake flavor into his ear, he'll give you a free cupcake. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want that deal at all. That's a bad deal. I even know that's a bad deal. I don't want to whisper at another adult for a sweet treat. I'm beyond that. I think I'm beyond that. So I got out of there, right? I got out of there pretty quick. And then my whole, my whole week, just went, went about my week, drove by the place. I'm like, I don't even care. I'm not never even going, good, I don't even going there. Never even going there, right? I don't even go there. Until one Monday approached... I happened to be up early, unrelated. And I was driving by the place, and there was no one in there. And I, I, I looked at the place, and I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Who cares? I know the deal. This is a secret deal that only a few know about. I'll get a sweet little cupcake to start my day. Who cares? Who cares? Go in there. Guy behind the counter. I see him. Approach him. That's real casual. All shoulders, both shoulders, more than I usually do. Go up to the counter, go right up to his face, go beside his head, way too close. I go way too close. I go up to his ear and I go. And I pulled back, ready to get it. Like a solid 25 seconds go by, and nothing's happening. He's not giving me a cupcake. And that's when I realized that guy I talked to last week didn't work there at all. He was just some guy that said this to me in hopes that I do it. And I was the idiot that did it. I was the stupid. But even better, this guy gave me a free cupcake. Because if you whisper at somebody for something, they will fucking give it to you. You can whisper Rob anything confidently. He just gave me this cupcake. And I'm leaving with this cupcake, and I'm like, why would this other guy say this to me? Like, he wasn't there to witness the prank. Like, he wasn't at the window just like, ha, 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 ha. It didn't make any sense until I was leaving the place, and some stranger was walking in, and I was like... No one's supposed to know this, but they got a secret deal here. And I'm like, I'll just be a regular piece of shit. Listen, you guys have been great. You're going to love the rest of your show. I'm out of breath. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Today's podcast is brought to you by The Lady's Guide to Petticoats and Piracy, sequel to the New York Times bestseller, The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. The Gentleman's Guide captured hearts and a stonewall honor with its rollicking tale of Monty, an 18th century lord who embarks on a grand tour of Europe with his best friend and not-so-secret crush, Percy. Fans also love Felicity, Monty's sister, a lady who defies all 18th century expectations and gets her own adventure in Lady's Guide to Petticoats and Piracy, filled with swashbuckling 
smuggling pirates, hidden identities, and a quest to sidestep marriage to instead become the doctor she's always wanted to be. The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue and The Lady's Guide to Petticoats and Piracy are available wherever books or audiobooks are sold. Matt O'Brien, let him hear it! Cupcakes. There's a place at the Americana at Brand. Everyone familiar with that geographical location? It's like the... I love that there are two malls there. One is like, we're rich, and the other one is like, we're not. (laughs) I prefer to spend most of my time at the poor mall, personally. You can walk around it. It's like the catacombs in there. Sometimes I'm like, am I still in Glendale? I can't remember. There's just like multiple Lids stores now? I'm going to be real. Lids is the main reason that I go to that mall. (laughs) They kind of know me by name. I have too many hats. I have so many hats, they are stacked three feet tall on top of my dresser. It's a problem. I have a lot of hats because I keep thinking, if I just buy one more, then I won't need any more. And that's the problem of capitalism. (laughs) Is that it's like, if you just get this one more thing, you'll be fine. My whole point of bringing this up was that at the Rich Mall, they have something called a cupcake ATM, which doesn't make any sense. Because if you serve people cupcakes, you are not a teller. You are a cupcake server. ATM stands for Automatic Teller Machine. So, premise is flawed. But the thing that I noticed about it the other day when I walked over to the Rich Mall that has water sprayed in the air... That's like how rich it is. It's like, we have grass and water over here. (laughs) It's very Mad Max. Uh, The sign over top of the cupcake ATM says, 24-hour cupcake access here. Why do we need that? We need 24-hour access to a lot of other things before we do to cupcakes. Like 3,000 other things, I would say. I'm running for president. And it's based mostly in removing cupcakes from the country. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to win. People really like cupcakes. What happened to cake pops, by the way? They're still hanging on in Starbucks, but nobody's eating those things. That seemed like a prank on, like, all of us. That was like, here, eat this weird thing. It's a lollipop, but it's cake. You know how you put a lollipop in your mouth and you just keep it there for a long time? You can't do that with this. You put it in your mouth, you eat it, and then you're done. And it's $10. (laughs) Fancy! My whole business is based off of it. I'm out of work. Well, this was worth it. I think everything I make from here on out, like my next album is going to be called, well, this was worth it. Next book is going to be, next book? I'm like, I wrote one. (laughs) Up here I did. It's coming out never. It's an audiobook. It's called Every Time I Talk to a Stranger. Okay, that was funny to me because I spend a lot of time with myself and I know how much I talk to complete strangers. It's a lot! Mostly in lift cars. All right. Do you want to keep the show going? I certainly do. You can clap more than that. And you have to because this next comic is their first time on the show and you know what we do when it's their first time. Exactly that. Keep it going. Um, Carmen, I'm abroad, in case you haven't picked up on it. I, uh, 
I don't be fooled by the dress. I'm a tomboy in disguise tonight because I'm dressed to get laid. You dress for the dick you want. You know what I mean? And I uh, dressed up so I'm getting laid later. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really bad at it. This takes like a lot of text messages to other women. Like, is this what bitches wear? Am I doing it right? Please tell me that I'm doing okay. I, uh, I do try. I try to fem it up. I, I started putting shit in my hair. I stopped wearing cleats. Like, I'm working on it, you know? I've just always been this way. It's like being the opposite of metrosexual. I call it macho-sexual. That's essentially what it is. Because I bang dudes. But I eat, drink, and fuck just like them. It's a race I always win. I come fast. You guys look confused. That's what I mean. And... Uh, <laughs> Quick comer. That's a fun one. Then I get to be the one that's like, yeah, I finished a long time ago. How long have you been talking? <laughs> have you been this boring the entire time? How long have you been talking about the Unabomber? Get out of my house, you know? What's even funnier is I am uh, crushing it so hard in comedy. I live in a bunk bed with another grown woman, so <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I do that joke anywhere else in the country, and people are like, oh, my God. But I do it in here, and people are like, shut up. I live in a mini fridge. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so great. You use the, do you use the ice trays for shelves because they're so cute. Like, it's the cutest shelving unit. They let me bring my own magnets. It's amazing. <laughs> It's not, a, it's not a bad setup. She lives in the bottom bunk. Got like a cute little princess canopy set up. I'm living on the troll shelf upstairs. And uh, yeah, some people think a walk of shame is funny. No, no, you have not laughed until you've seen a grown man do the climb of shame <laughs> down the side of a child's bed. Way funnier. Just, oh, bye. Enjoy your documentaries. Please don't call. Thank you. I'm also a Hispanic lady. I'm a Latin broad. Um, you're like, you don't sound like one. Touche. This model didn't come with the accent. I'm like Latin, but gentrified. You know what I mean? Like I, I qualify for a lot of scholarships. I check a lot of boxes. I'm a good one to have on the team. But I have no fear of being deported whatsoever. I am walking around this country with the confidence of uh, a white bitch. Do you guys know what I mean? I'm, I'm asking to see people's managers and shit. I'm, I'm getting lippy with cops. I am day drinking like a bad mom. I'm having a good time. <laughs> but I still have my street cred, you know? I still know where people are talking shit about me in Spanish. I still use Fabuloso. I'm legit. Good. Good. Some of you grow up poor. Good. For the rest of you, if you are unfamiliar, Fabuloso is a cleaning agent that is very popular in the Latin community. Uh, it actually doubles as a mouthwash, a cologne, an astringent. It makes everything smell like lavender. It's a beautiful tool. I'm pretty sure my little Spanish grandmother thinks that Jesus gave it to us specifically, you know? I think that's why she's always praying when she's mopping the floors. Gracias, Dios. Gracias. Ay, Dios mío. They had actually tried to take Fabuloso off the market for a few years ago, and I had to try to convince my little Spanish grandmother to stop using her favorite cleaning product. And I don't know if you've ever negotiated with a terrorist, but it's difficult, okay? I'm trying to level with this woman, do everything except waterboard her to get her to understand. I'm like, abuela, we can't be using this shit anymore. It's making people sick. Ah, pues just open the window. It's fine. Like, oh, okay. You don't know what these pussy-ass scientists are talking about. Just air out the cancer. Why didn't they think of that? <laughs> 
I, uh, I've lived in Los Angeles long enough to uh, hate most things about it. Um, <laughs> I am particularly tired of people complaining about dating in this town. Have you guys heard? Have you guys heard how hard it is? Dating in LA is so hard. It's so hard dating in LA. Dude, I fucking hate dating in LA. Dating in LA fucking sucks. Is it making me shimmy Oh, shut up. It's you. Oh my God, it's you. It's totally you. You know how I know? Because all dating is is hanging out with someone until you decide whether you want to bang them or not. If no one wants to hang out with you, it's you. <laughs> Drop the keto in the CrossFit and pick up a book, you boring motherfucker. How about that? You know how I know it's them? It's because I'm a fat chick that lives in Los Angeles, okay? I don't even register on the number scale here. I'm a negative letter, and I have successful dates all the time. You know how you do it? You sit across another human being, and you feign interest in anything that they say. Zombies? Yeah, I love zombies. Boom, meal paid for. It's not hard to have successful dates, friends. It's not. I particularly don't like it when women complain about dating because we're the reason dating exists. I don't know if you guys are hip to your lady history, but back in the day... We used to get traded for livestock, baby. Yeah, that's all we were good for. And then the 1920s came around and there were these crazy chicks called flappers that were smoking long cigarettes, showing off their ankles, fucking horse, right? They were out there getting nuts. They realized their parts were worth more than a couple of goats. Like maybe I could get a whole farm out of this. They have been maintaining it pretty well. And then... <laughs> guys, they started being promiscuous, dating whoever they wanted to, telling you, fuck you, I'm not marrying that guy, I'm gonna date that guy because he's got an interesting face. I don't know, whatever. They pick whatever they wanted. And then guys were so outraged by it, they wrote an article in the National Magazine complaining about how these strange men were filling up their dates, hence the term dating is born. Dating is our friend. Dating is the reason we're not property anymore. Dating is the reason we don't get left in the will like a rare coin collection. You know what I mean? <laughs> dating is the reason we don't get passed around our family like a reproductive baton. Because that's what used to happen is we had to have our dad take care of us and then our brother and then we had to marry our brother's friend. Because I owe my fucking favor. What do you want from me? <laughs> This is uh, my favorite job I've ever had being a stand-up comedian, and uh, it's not a bad gig either. You make about 200 bucks an hour. I worked about eight hours last year, so it's a give and take. You know, a lot of ups and downs. A lot of swings, just like poker. Real fun and unpredictable. <laughs> How funny would it be if I did just end my set crying? That would be funny. In my truth. Anyways, we'll move on. Um... There are perks to it. Comedians are just poor people that get to do rich people shit. That's always why we're always like, oh my God, I get to feed a giraffe. Wow. You know, like it's the best thing that's ever happened to us. And, uh, and the cool thing I did is I did two weeks of shows in the Bahamas. Anybody ever been? Solid. Why would you go? It doesn't make sense. You got a beach here. I get it. I was there because I had to. And I'm not bragging for being there. I was broke as shit. It was pretty sad for me. I didn't even know you could be pissed off in paradise. I pulled it off. It was impressive to be so poor you wanted to fight a palm tree. That's where I was at. <laughs> walking around a gorgeous resort just cussing at coconuts. That's where it was. And our big perk is we got to go to the water park for free. And there's this huge slide called the Leap of Faith where you drop 90 feet and you go through a shark tank. Sounds badass, right? I was like, let's do it. I can't afford eggs in this place. I'm rooting for the shark. Get me out of here. And what they don't tell you is that shark tank that you go through is kind of irrelevant because you're going 190 miles an hour on your ass. <laughs> Oh, do you guys fly that fast? Uh, are you kidding? 
There's no sightseeing on that ride, okay? I didn't see a shark. I didn't see anything except my life flash before my eyes. It was terrifying. And you're going so fast when you hit the water at the bottom, it's not just your bathing suit you're pulling out, you know? No, it's like a couple lawn chairs, a small child. Some woman's coming up to me freaking out. Where's my kid? You know? I'm like, stop yelling at me. I gotta relax to get him out. Pretty sure I just found the shark, so give me a minute and I'll work on your precious angel. What I did notice is everyone that lived there was always trying to sell you something. No matter where you went, if they were from there, they were just trying to sell something to you because I was just sitting on the beach by myself. I got offered a jet ski ride cocaine and dick all by the same dude yeah he was pushing any kind of ride I'd say yes to he didn't give a shit so I got all three and um what they're always like buy local so I did yeah do you know how hard it is to do cocaine on a jet ski when you're fucking do you know how hard that is you guys have been so much fun my name's Carmen you guys are great I mean, she said it reminded me of this. It is Halloween coming up pretty soon. What if I was like, it's Halloween? <laughs> I'm real fucked up. Um, coming up, does everybody dress up for that shit? Yes. <laughs> Three people very excited, everyone else not so much. <laughs> I haven't dressed up in a while. The last time I dressed up, well, I dressed up as Brokeback Mountain. That was like the most recent thing, half of it. What if I was the whole thing? <laughs> I was the cattle, the tent, Michelle Williams, everything. I just dressed up as a diorama. <laughs> the Oscar loss. Anyway, um, and then before that, I dressed up as uh, Brett Michaels from Rock of Love. My girlfriend at the time was Winter Jesse. Um, it, was a, it was a weird costume to do for two lesbians. Anyways, that was what I did the last time. But as a child, the last time I dressed up, I was in like sixth or sixth grade, and I decided I didn't want to dress up anymore. But then at the last minute, I of course wanted to dress up, but then I didn't have a costume. So my mom freaked out and was just like running up and down my neighborhood, knocking on everybody's doors because it was that kind of a neighborhood where she knew five people. There were five people that lived there. She was like, I, I, "Do you have any old shit I can look through? I look through all my old shit, and my kid wants to dress up. Do you have any old shit?" Just like asking people for old shit. And of course, she ran into enough old people that they had some old shit, and so she came running back to my house and was our, our house I didn't own it what if I was a child and I owned a house and my mom rented it for me she didn't she had this outfit and she was like I got something you can dress up as she hands it to me I open it I put it on and it is a flapper dress now you're looking at me with the eyeballs that you currently have do you think I wanted to dress up as a flapper I was also in sixth grade, and I went to an all-girls Catholic school, which was awesome, and also <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it was both things all the time. All the time, sometimes at the same moment. Just losing my mind all the time. I will be the all-day dad. I was like the all-day quarterback, but I would be the dad when we played house. Just wanted to be that. I'll be that. I'll be the brother. Be the uncle. Whatever you want me to be. That'll be me. I did not want to wear a flapper dress until my grandmother came from downstairs, because yes, I lived with my grandparents. She was like, here, take this, and she threw at me a cigarette holder to a 12-year-old child, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'll be this flapper. <laughs> Get to pretend that I smoke, absolutely. Just do the... <laughs> then I did get to school, and my, like, body shame, my, my gender dysmorphia it popped up, so I got all this anxiety, and it does, in fact, look just like the Charleston. <laughs> and I fell into a pool. Okay. That's a reference to an old movie. 
five people like it. Great. Do you want to keep the show going? I sure do. We have three amazing comics left. I'm very excited about all of them. Everyone, everyone's been so wonderful so far, right? Yes? Yeah, that's what I thought. This next comedian, also a friend of the show, one of my favorites, from Chicago. Give it up for Will Miles, everybody! What up, everybody? Yeah. I like LA. I live here now. It's great. That's all I got on that. I used to dress up as Kid Cudi for Halloween every every Halloween. <laughs> it's so easy because people are like, oh, I think I can see it because he doesn't have anything like outstanding that he wears. <laughs> just literally everything I wear normally, but I just say, I'm Kid Cudi, and everybody's like, yeah, I can see it. It makes sense. You look like Kid Cudi. <laughs> but yeah, L.A. is cool. I, I didn't like L.A. until very recently. July, maybe 16th, 18th. Whenever LeBron James signed with the Lakers, I was like, oh, I love LA. <laughs> you already had weed, and then, hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We gotta go to some games. <laughs> but yeah, you already had weed, and then you added LeBron James. I'm like, this is dope. Great city. I don't need anything else. It's, uh, yeah, otherwise it's okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I've been traveling a lot, so I, I like... I really have only been traveling to places where weed's legal. I don't know if I'm doing that on purpose. But I went to Denver, and they're living in the future. It's great out there. <laughs> it's awesome. Like, I went to the weed dispensary that the TSA agent told me to go to. <laughs> I didn't feel like I could do that. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> I wasn't even talking to her either. I was, like, talking to someone else. Like, what weed dispensary should I go to? And then she just went, like, mm, I think you should go to the one downtown. Willie Nelson owns it. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Is this legal? <laughs> is this some sort of setup? It does feel like a setup. There's a, you can bring an ounce of weed to LAX now and then fly with it. That's cool as fuck. <laughs> That's all. I, man, man, I just came up here really excited about weed. <laughs> That's all I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah, LAX 28.5 grams of weed. I'm not going to be the first black dude to try it, but I will be the 11th. <laughs> Once I figure out all the kinks have been worked out, I'm like, oh, cool. Everybody got okay with it? They're, they're all not in jail. Great. Cool. I'll do it. We were talking about LeBron. I think weed affects how people in L.A. act. Because, like, I saw a billboard for LeBron when, he, when they said he was coming here. And the billboard was just a, a guy with a thumbs up. And he was like, hey, LeBron, welcome to L.A. When you get here, make sure you hit me up for renter's insurance. And I saw that, I was like, this guy is fucking high. <laughs> he doesn't realize, LeBron has probably never paid rent in his life. <laughs> he went straight from high school where his mom might have been paying rent, or like people in colleges or NBA scouts who were paying his rent for him. But either way, he didn't pay it. He just owns shit. He owns a house in LA. Anyway, I should move on from that. Uh, ooh. <laughs> what am I talking about? No, uh, my weight fluctuates a lot. It fluctuates like pretty much. It, fl it fluctuates a lot. Like even, I, I have like anxiety and I'm indecisive about things. So I think my my body is like I don't really know what we are either. So <laughs> just constantly goes up and down, and it fluctuates so much that it's become a measure of time. I saw a friend of mine in Chicago recently, and he was like, "Damn, nigga, I ain't seen you since you was fat, skinny, and then fat again." <laughs> 
And I was like, okay, it's been about since 2013. I don't know. It's a rude way to say that, though. <laughs> I don't know. I might not ever be in a, a great shape, but I'm okay with that. That's how it's got to be. I wear tie-dye sweatshirts and shit to cover it up. Uh, <laughs> plus, my, the thing about it is, I've had a girlfriend for four years, so I've stopped. I never cared about how I looked, and I've completely stopped caring about how I look. Like, I, I, I very much care about the clothes I wear and the shoes I wear, especially. But, like, body type, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. My girlfriend moved with me to L.A., so we heard, we're here together. She's a lot stronger than me, physically and mentally. <laughs> physically, she does lift me up above her head before sex <laughs> and then sings a Lion King song <laughs> and drops me inside of her. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> It's a new position. It's the Simba, we call it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. But she is, uh, she's fun. She's Italian. Her family's from Italy. We just went to a wedding where everybody spoke Italian. And I was in the middle of a conversation that was English and then became Italian. And I was just there just smiling like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You guys could all be talking shit about me right now. I'd have no idea. <laughs> this is a weird position to be in. But, like, I didn't know how, how Italian they were. But we watched like a bunch of TV together and a lot of shit. And I'm black from the city of Chicago. Her family's from, from Italy. And then they moved to outside of Boston for some reason. So we grew up a lot different than one another. But we noticed it watching TV together how different that was. Because we watched the O.J. Simpson FX miniseries. I don't know if you guys saw that. But we watched it all together. And there's a lot of stuff she knew about the trial that I had no idea about. And a lot of stuff I knew that she had no idea about. So watching it together brought us together in a lot of different ways. Because like one thing I didn't know, I didn't know that he did it. So. <laughs> you guys knew about this? or <laughs> OJ killed two people. I had no idea. They didn't really talk, tell black America that. They told us the cops set him up. We were like, oh, yeah, they do that. But he definitely killed two people. <laughs> Got away with it. Wow. He wrote a book called I Did It, so I'm not sure how I didn't know. All the evidence was right there. I read the book in front of my girlfriend because I thought it'd be hilarious. Because I kept reading it and then doing this thing where I'd like read a passage and look at her and be like, oh, oh, so that's how he got away with murdering that white woman. And she obviously hates that joke. But it's fine, she'll be dead soon. Um, <laughs> yes, nice. I could go in either way. <laughs> then he killed a white woman on stage. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know what? They can kill us in our home. We can kill them on stage. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right. You guys have been great. Thanks, Moomaz. Peace. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention, the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that, sized box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. After all, you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. I sleep on a Casper mattress every night, and I love every single night of it. It is truly a wonderful experience. 
And right now, you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash P-Y-H-T and using code P-Y-H-T at checkout. That's casper.com slash P-Y-H-T, offer code P-Y-H-T for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions do apply. We're going to keep the show right on rolling. We have two more comics. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Amazing. I feel good. I feel very good. Um, this next comic, again, one of my favorites, friend of the show. Please keep it keep it going from silence. <laughs> For my friend and yours, Emily Maya Bell! <laughs> What a year, huh? What a year we've had, y'all. My God. Do you guys know, this is a big year for me. I'll, you guys can share with me when I call on you. But uh, for for me, I got married this year. Uh, thank you. What? Come on. Usually that gets a standing ovation um, at my mom's house. But uh, it was very beautiful. I, in my defense, I got married before I knew men were getting canceled. And uh, I think I'll hang on to him. <laughs> you can't just, like, jump out of that because you can, it's not like you, you can just act like, you know, you didn't like the reboot of Roseanne when and you said it earlier, you know, and now you're acting like it's marriage. <laughs> I do love my boy. I also turned 40 this year. Yeah, big, right? I'll say it. It's good, you know, to be where you are. I believe in being honest. I'm where I'm at, you know? I, we, are, we are where we are. As Meryl Streep once said, it's good to be where you are, which in her case, it's nice to be on a pile of, uh, or like Oscars and just gold or whatever. Uh, that's probably nice to be where she is, but also where you are, you know, just in your life. So I'll admit it. And I'm also, I'm going to be 40 for a while. So we'll just <clears throat> leave it at that. <laughs> it's nice. I also went back to school this year, which is crazy. I know, right? Went to USC for film directing and uh, it's an amazing experience. Uh, I have to say that it's also hard and weird, and specifically because when you go to school, people care when you're late <laughs> to things. You get in trouble for being late. I don't know. If you, I've been on this dirt ball for a few spins, and it's a weird feeling to be in trouble when you're late, get your grade knocked down for unexcused absences. What's an excuse? What, can I write myself an excuse? <laughs> I'm an adult. Uh, hi, Emily, please excuse her absence. She was busy being a grown-ass woman. Mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> You step into my office and we'll talk about your grade. <laughs> it's pretty great, though. I do love it. I mean, I went back to school for directing, obviously, because I do, like, I kind of, I believe that I can one day direct 96% of Iron Man. I fucked that up. 76%. Anyway, okay, you get it. Let's try it again. You For the podcast, you guys act like I said it for the first time. <laughs> One day, I will direct 76% of Iron Man. Woo! Boom! Fireworks! Michael Bay explosions. Anyway, uh, hookers and um, cocaine. I 
it's fun being in school because I have a lot of friends who are like in their 20s right now and uh, <laughs> and like I don't know if you guys knew this but the 80s are back <laughs> the 80s are always back the 80s have been back since 1986 they're just always back the 80s they're like having these 80s themed parties and you're like oh really Is, uh, am I gonna go and is they're gonna be like my dad outside sleeping in the brown car because there was a lot of divorce in the 80s. You guys, I was there the first time. You know, do you remember it the way I remember it? They developed those shoulder pads for all the tears because there was so much divorce. You know what I mean? That's what those were for. Is there a special room where you go to to just finger yourself to the diary of Laura Palmer? Is that what is happening at your party? I don't know, am I going to go as Madonna or the Van Molester? That was very real. Uh, ooh, butts got tight. Um, <laughs> we all had different 80s experiences. Do you guys know that they tore down the sculpture of the casting couch that used to be at the Hollywood and Highland Mall? They took it down. Do you guys know it was there? There was a, there was a sculpture, there was a sculpture of a casting couch and underneath it on the stone in there was etched the road many of us took to get here <laughs> yeah for all of the tourists and their children to gander at when they came for a visit to los angeles and apparently they took it down because it was erected in the first place you know what i mean <laughs> why guess that was enough of a reason to take it take it down I go to a lot of football games now because I'm married, so you know we're down to one personality. And uh, <laughs> but I do. I've I've taken to. It. I love football. I and I I've been going to a lot of games, and I will say that I'm troubled every time. I don't know what to do during the national anthem, and I'll tell you why. I mean, obviously, for obvious reasons. Like on the one hand, I support the protests. I support the right to kneel, free speech. I support Kaepernick. I've been a lot, I was born and raised in San Francisco, so I'm a longtime Kaepernick fan. When he first came to the scene, I was like, I love him. He's an underdog. You know, he's not your typical quarterback. Because he, he, he's not. He's not like white bread, corn fed. You know, he's not, he's too tall to be a quarterback, really. His eyes are too close together. He's <laughs> not that good at football. And, um, <laughs> Huge fan from day one, and so many aspects of it. Of course, I mean, I, I, I want it, but on the other hand, I do love the national anthem. I'm not gonna lie, I fucking love it. I do. Every time it comes on, I'm always like, well, we might be messed up, but we're still a family. God damn it! Just <laughs> and I am in tears every time. I'm not kidding, weeping every time. What am I supposed to do? I'm in tears. We're singing the rockets, red glare, the bombs burst in air. Everybody goes, ooh, like they didn't know it was going to happen when the fireworks go off. Because we're both we're all just a bunch of dumb animals in pants. Just... <laughs> cheering for the same result in different colors. <laughs> I mean, really, ultimately. So I don't know what to do with myself. At this point, I've taken to, like, I just kind of throw up my own style tree pose, you know, like, I do a tree pose with one leg rooted in, you know, tradition, and then, like, my knee kind of po pointed towards justice, and uh, one hand over my heart, just praying that I don't 
cheer for a rapist today. <laughs> All right, that's my big punchline for the week, you guys. You've been great. Give it up for your host. It's been a great show. Same result, different colors, man. That's the whole thing. <laughs> I feel like if Emily is uh, crying during the national anthem, she's crying a lot these days, because I feel like all of a sudden we play the national anthem every time we're a group of people anywhere. <laughs> like, all of a sudden it's like, the national anthem is happening now, everybody stop! It's like constantly playing. I did kneel at Dodger Stadium this year. Um, so yeah, no clap for me. No, I don't want you to. Um, I, I knelt behind a pillar away from everyone so no one beat the shit out of me. Because <laughs> I was there by myself. I had no one else around. But honestly, like, I can't actually stand for the... Th it's just like the everybody's like, like standing so aggressively Republican every time I see people standing for the National Anthem. This is not a worked out bit. And um, just kind of a stream of consciousness. We do have one final comic left, and we are running a little bit early, so I was going to talk for a second, and it's worked out really well so far. Um, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of pinball lately. Anybody else been playing pinball? No, just me. Just me, the pinball wizard by myself. It's like the most simple... I, I don't... I, I don't know why I like it. Well, because my friend took me to play pinball and I was like, I don't even really like pinball. And then I did really well and I was like, I fucking love pinball. Because <laughs> like, just right now, I just need anything that immediately is like, you're great. And like, that's just what I need and that's what pinball tells you. Because you're just like, holy shit, I scored six billion? What the fuck? I'm really good at pinball. <laughs> but then like, when you actually figure out how the thing works, you're like, oh my God, I'm a genius. I am like the who, the song, the who, the song. <laughs> And then you get a multi-ball and you're like, what? There's like 10 balls in here and I'm hitting all of them and you're like, I am on one and it's just amazing. I highly recommend it. And then I started playing a game called Ice Cold Beer. Anybody know that one? Wow, what? Are you serious? I'm not talking about actually drinking beer. I'm talking about a game. <laughs> it's a game with two joysticks. It's a vertical game. I think it's from 1937. And... <laughs> There's a, a bar that is the, the joysticks control the ends of the bar and it, it turns like this. It's a very simple game. It's basically an abacus for fun. Um, and then it has a tiny pinball on it and then the wall that it is moving along has big holes in it like a block of cheese from Wisconsin. And each hole is numbered that you have to get it into and then lit up. And like, it is such a crazy game of skill and also just like the most simple thing. Started playing it, was like, this is and then I watched somebody that was really good at it and I was like, oh my god, I'm never... How are you? And like, people play it and are just like locked in and then just like moving the ball up and then they're like, I have the high score. <laughs> and it's like a whole new community of people that I've found, like just ice cold beer heads. <laughs> and I'm like a sober ice cold beer head, so I just feel like I need to find that little community of like, yeah, I don't drink anymore, so I'm extra good at it. <laughs> But it's a high re highly desirable machine. They're like $9,000. I'm not going to spend money on it. <laughs> I'm maybe going to spend money on it. <laughs> I'm very close to having the apartment from Big right now. <laughs> 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 
Except I would also have like the Home Alone house a little bit. It would be more BB guns and starting lineups than it would be like battleships and trampolines. <laughs> Definitely bunk beds. Definitely bunk beds. And then a Pepsi machine that only has LaCroix in it. <laughs> Top two flavors, peach pear, uh-huh, and mango. Whoa, somebody got angry about that. What are you, grapefruit or something? I had to get off of that shit. It's bad for you. Also, it's old. You gotta get into the new flavors. You gotta get into mango and peach pear. Apricot? Okay, maybe. Key lime? I don't want to drink a Skittle. No, thank you. I don't like any of those like tall, skinny ones. What are we doing? This isn't supposed to be fancy. This is just us not drinking Coke Zero anymore. That's what it is. But also, there's a, a soda water that I really love, but I am, like I said, an old man and an old woman at the same time, and I was drinking it. It's called Bubbly. Number one, found out it's made by Pepsi. Boo! Number two, found out it has a shit ton of sodium in it! That's not the point of this! <laughs> Sodium's very bad for you. So this is just a PSA. <laughs> this part is supposed to be funny. Actually, none of this was supposed to be funny somehow happened to be. Do you remember when I told that story about the Kit Kat? I mean, that was like, just like a crowning. When another stranger says to you, you want me to break out off a piece of this Kit Kat bar? Come on! It's the movie of life. Okay, great. Awesome. Four minutes! Yeah! <laughs> Give it up for yourselves for coming out to see live performance. That's what this is. On a Tuesday night, we have one final comic for you. Are you excited? This show's been so great so far, right? I think so. Go Biscuits. I haven't even met the cat. All right. This next comic, one of my absolute favorites, friend of the show. So glad she's here. Give it up for Charlotte Lauriston, everybody. Will Miles, Charlotte Lauriston, how are you doing? Good, so good. feeling What's great. What's up, y'all? What are, what are each of you up to these days? I had a really good night's sleep. That uh, is, and it made me feel. That. I feel crucial. Great today. Yeah. Amazing. I haven't slept in like weeks. Will, you need to do that. <laughs> I gotta get some rest. It's very yeah. helpful. I realized that the other day. I didn't have any sleep, and I was like, oh, I can't do the thing. You can't function. Yeah, yeah. You can't function. Nothing. I wake up. Me and, and Charlotte so have been meditating. She's That's been doing good. it a I've lot longer. I've been doing it a lot longer. Yeah, I tell everybody about Headspace. It's, yeah, it's how I tell long? everybody. I've been doing it for at least a year. A year? No, like yeah. how long do you meditate for a I don't, each session? I don't meditate more than 10 minutes. Okay. I think maybe I've done two 15 minute meditation yeah. sessions, but I just, even after a year, don't have the patience to sit there for 15 yeah. minutes. But that's the thing you gotta do. That's the thing you gotta break do. Break through that wall. I do yeah. 20 minutes in the morning, Oof. and oh, then I do great. like two and three throughout the day. Sometimes I just do it without a thing, without an app, and then at night I do 20 minutes before I go to sleep. And I've never slept like this before, because usually when that's I go, right. I would go to bed, I would wake up after an hour every time, yeah, and then go to back to bed and try to, but that, I don't wake up like that anymore. Really? This yeah. is something that's that I started doing, is meditating to sleep, which is something yeah. I just recently started doing, because I, I don't sleep well, Yeah. but my anxiety has been 
extremely improved oh, yeah. with my yeah. with my meditation, yeah. but my sleep could get better. Yeah, yeah. Well, try it. I'm gonna. I mean, I've been doing I mean, it. Yes. Um. I, yeah. I don't know. It's. I feel like it's another. It's another thing I have to. It's another hump I have to get over. Totally. Because. Yeah. I don't sleep well. I. I think I think through my sleep, and Me too. I wake up oh, yeah. in the middle of the night. I wake up early. I wake up every yeah. three hours or something. I feel like, like a, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. a running really, yeah. yeah, my brain doesn't really shut off. Yes. Which is, it's hard to get your brain to shut it off, It is man. hard. But it's also acknowledging that you don't have to turn it off. You just have to push it a, a little bit away. Yeah. And give like yourself so a little bit of space yeah. from the program that your brain's running. Do you know what's helped tremendously with that? What what's I've started that? doing is not looking my, at my phone past a certain time. Oh, yeah. On nights when I don't look at my phone past, let's say, 7.30. Yep. I sleep like a baby. Yes. That's awesome. Julia yeah. does that. She keeps telling me to do that. And I also, <laughs> you know what that does? It keeps them out of our house. Yeah. yeah that's They're true. not in our house. Yeah, Because yeah. exactly. that's what they've done is yeah. they've gotten yeah. in our house. Right. They've gotten in our hearts. And yeah. they're taking up our time. They're taking up all of my energy and, yeah. my, and my brain space. And when you don't have that urge. Oh, yeah. And you just, like, literally just talk to the other person in your house. Yes. You're lucky yeah. enough to have another person yeah, yeah, yeah. in your house. You like, yeah, and you yeah. connect with them at night. And you're not looking at your phone, you and you watch some TV or and something. And then the thing that really fucks you up is the fact that it doesn't matter. It if doesn't. You don't answer that email at nine o'clock. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. See, I still have to learn that. I need. It doesn't I, matter. It doesn't matter. But the thing about meditation is, you live in the moment, and there's nothing that you can do about you know, because an email is the past. It's also the future. Yeah. 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 If it doesn't matter at nine thirty, then it doesn't exactly. matter at nine thirty. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And like so being angry about those things that are happening doesn't do anything for them it, at all. You, I, you know what? <laughs> I actually like laugh at what's happening now. You yeah. know, yeah. and not because I feel good about it, but but because I feel like. It doesn't have any power over me. As yes. much I agree. That's just, like, it, it just doesn't have the power over me because I'm just right. like, uh, you know, this is, first of all. This is someone else's job. Uh-huh. Yeah, literally. <laughs> to, yeah. to stop. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say? No, I mean, I, I feel like it, at, at least it's all out in the open. Like, I oh, feel yeah. like at least we're living in the most honest yeah, yeah, society yeah. I feel like we've ever lived in. Right. And it is sad, but you, that's why I love the turning my brain off. Thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, let me yeah. check out for a second so I can yeah. get things done yeah. and come back. Yeah. Also, do you know the woman that's been sitting behind Cory Booker every day in all those hearings? Yeah. Oh, She's no. like kind of become like a meme on the internet. Yeah. I know that person. No really? shit. And like we text each other. Get out of here. And that woman is like, I'm always like, I'm sending you love and strength. Like I literally just yeah. send her, say that to her because it's like, what else am I gonna? Say? Number one, I am. And number yeah. two, what else are you gonna say? Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, it's you know, is like it's difficult. It's very hard. And then she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> if this person can yeah. go do that and yeah. then also be like how are you doing yeah. then yeah. like I yeah. need to not worry about it you know what I mean because well, it's like if she is, can retain that yeah. humanity sitting in I that position yeah. I, don't, I don't know what her job is what's her job she's uh, like his assistant not okay. his assistant but yeah. she's on his yeah. like okay. judicial yeah. committee or whatever I he's awesome I interned yeah. at yeah. the House of Representatives when I was in college mm-hmm. for Charlie Rangel and then I worked for Senator Gillibrand in New York City oh, when wow. I was when I got she's out of awesome. college so I used to 
So like when you're in that world, yeah. it's just like work. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, just yeah. a nine to five. Yeah, I work. mean, you're very passionate about it and you care about it a lot. But at the same time, it's like y- you were well aware of like what kind of people you were working with oh, yeah. long before the rest of the country <laughs> like, oh, was. So. Absolutely. Beep is yeah. extremely accurate. <laughs> oh, my yes. My dad is a politician. We yeah. grew up in politics. Oh, yeah. It couldn't be more accurate. I mean, it's funnier. Yeah, it's way funnier because <laughs> it's not it's real. Yeah, right. <laughs> Charlotte Larson, one more time, let her hear it. And keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. Everybody was wonderful, right? And you can keep it going for me, Rhea Butcher. Come on back next week. I'll see you later. Have a great night. Please vote. Bye bye. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to clap with your hands together, put your hands together. Bobby's women-led intimates company creates beautiful, purposeful products to make women's lives better. They've created the best underwear ever, combining unique softness with smooth, flat seams that offer a fit so comfortable, you'll forget you're wearing them. Evelyn and Bobby comes in three silhouettes and one size that fits many, with four-way stretch that moves with you. Visit EvelynBobby.com and use code PYHT to get a free pair of knickers with any purchase. That's a $28 value only when you use the code PYHT at EvelynBobby.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.